Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. guys it's candace kayla is off filming today so you're stuck with me don't worry we've got a great episode for you today you know on this podcast i've talked a lot about the fact that i don't sleep all that well or all that much but i'm really just gonna you know not put too much blame on anything specific except my children yes i'm actually just gonna blame my children because they're the ones that have kept me up a lot but the one thing that i really miss about getting a really good long night of sleep is the ability to just enjoy a good dream. You know, like a yummy, fun dream, whether you're flying or you're just you're driving somewhere, you're in a far off land or, you know, you've got you're seeing people you haven't seen in a while in your dream. I really love a good dream. It's been a minute since I've had one. I'm I'm not really good at decoding my dreams or, or writing down what my dreams have been. But I've actually had a therapist tell me recently that I should start doing that, to which I politely told them, well, when I start sleeping again, maybe I'll start paying attention to my dreams one of these days. Well, luckily today, we have a fantastic guest who is going to help all of us realize the significance of our dreams and how we can harness them to fully live up to our potential in our awake lives. Today, we're sitting down with Teresa Chung. Teresa has been researching and writing about spirituality, dreams, and the paranormal for the past 25 years. She has a master's degree from King's College, Cambridge University in theology and English and several international best-selling books, including two Sunday Times 
top 10 bestsellers to her credit. Her dream dictionary from A to Z regularly bounces to number one in its Amazon category, and it is regarded as a classic in its field. Her spiritual books have been translated into over 40 languages, and she has written numerous features for national newspapers and magazines. Today, we're going to be talking about her new book, How to Catch a Dream, 21 Ways to Dream and Live Bigger and Better. She also has a fantastic podcast, White Shores with Teresa Chung. Without further ado, let's dive into the meaning of what we're dreaming about at night with Teresa Chung. And we are back with Teresa Chung. Teresa, I'm very excited for this conversation. I've had some recurring dreams in my time that I'm excited to dive into the meaning of. I definitely am excited to talk about setting intentions when it comes to honing in on your dreams and dream journaling. But first, I really want to start at the beginning of when did you start paying attention to your dreams? Because I feel like this is a concept as we get older and we start kind of asking more questions about if dreams really matter. Whereas when we're young, it's just something that happens to us. Did you really pay attention to your dreams when you were a child or is this something you found in adulthood? Well, my answer is going to be both deep and shallow. And dreams love opposites. I mean, that's it. You know, the dreams are all about re- reconciling opposites. Now, the deep one is I was born into a family of psychics and spiritualists, a traveling family. So dream decoding was how I grew up. I was encouraged to talk about my dreams every morning. And if I didn't dream, I was told, why not? You know, so I kind of like dream life was as important as real life growing up. And then I went to study at King's College, Cambridge, and I did a lot of investigation in dreams and religion and all sorts. And then I started to write books about it. So that's the deep answer. Now, the very shallow answer is the movie Inception (laughs) 2010. (laughs) (laughs) because I'd written a dream dictionary at HarperCollins then that had done really well. But Inception just made dreaming cool because everybody wanted to know more. And that movie just made dreaming the special effects. I'm sure the lovely Leo helped everything. Everybody was excited about dreaming. It was like they suddenly rediscovered dreaming. So those are two answers, deep and shallow, but that's the dream life all over. Well, I think Leo definitely (laughs) always helps. It never hurts to have Leo on your side. When you say you were a traveling family, and 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 both your parents and even siblings, I guess it sounds like, had a, a what they would call a psychic ability or clairvoyance or medium ability. That's so incredible that this is a concept that you grew up with and didn't have to question or or yeah. were questioned about in any sort of negative way. How did your parents talk to you about this when you were young? Just, I mean, I remember going to demonstrations of mediumship so young and being entranced by the ability of a medium to make someone smile and cry again at the same time. And that just seemed normal. Again, this reconciling of opposites. My mother was Indonesian, so she came from a culture where that was very much a part of her life too. My father was British, but he was disabled, but seemed to be able to tap into things. And as I said, you know, going to services and demonstrations was a part of my life. However, personally, I didn't see dead people. I didn't see angels on shoulders or anything like that. And I did kind of grow up feeling a bit like a square peg in a round hole. And I feel the journey of my life has been that I see it in a different way from the inside out. And I think that's how 99% of the population do, that it's an inner journey, that you see it in your mind's eye and through your dreams. You know, but being surrounded by people who you know, can see auras and and see ghosts and, and uh, you know, highly intuitive. And you, you haven't got that ability. It was quite difficult for me growing up. And then I kind of lost my faith when I went to university as well. And I'm surrounded in, by academics who study this, you know, in a very sort of sceptical way. And also going to university and I was surrounded by people who it wasn't commonplace to dream decode or consult tarot cards. You know, that wasn't... <laughs> Not what academics do. You look at it scientifically. You look at it psychologically. And I really enjoyed that, that I was able to get that rigorous training. And I've tried to put that in my books. So I hope when people approach my books, they can see, obviously, I'm a believer. That's who I am. I choose to believe that there is more to this life than meets the eye. But I bring in the science and the psychology as well. What's funny is, so I'm a therapy junkie. Like I love therapy so, so much deeply. But my I've had two different therapists tell me that I should be journaling my dreams. And the, and so I, it is 
there is like more scientific medical side of this. Do you feel that this is maybe just, you know, currently that this is like a new thing that psychologists are kind of taking in as more like based in science now? Or do you think this has existed all along? It just depends on who you work with. Because that's the funny thing to hear you say, like, that a lot of psychologists maybe wouldn't take this seriously. And it just so happened in the last couple of years, I've had two tell me that I should start writing down my dreams at night. It is very current at the moment. Of course, dream interpretation goes back to the beginning of time. Ever since humans have fallen asleep, they've dreamt and we've had, you know, dream decoders and oracles. And then, of course, you know, as you went through time, you had the Jung and Freud revolution, which really put dream interpretation on the map. But it's not really been until the last sort of 15, 20 years or so where science has been investigating the dreaming mind and what happens. And what research shows is that regular dream decal and dream work actually is good for your emotional and psychological and mental and even physical well-being. We don't know why we dream, but we do know it's good for you to work with your dreams and to recall those images. And it doesn't surprise me at all that therapists are saying that because of all this research coming up now. And I'm really pleased because there was a time that science was saying, you know, dream interpretation, nonsense, woo-woo, it's nonsense. However, that has shifted now. And the majority of sleep and dream researchers are actually inclined to think, well, we're not quite sure what dreams are about. Maybe they are just the brain decluttering like a computer offloading. But however, we've seen how the positive impact it can have on people's emotional well-being in particular. You know, dreams can be used to problem solve, to fire your creativity, to heal trauma. There's plenty of study into how dreaming can heal trauma from the past and, and also give you insights into the future. You know, dreams somehow have the ability to pick up on potential futures as well. It's it's a real inner resource we've got. And it's such a shame that so many people dismiss it because it's a nocturnal therapist that we've all got and we dismiss every morning. But what, what's happening is that our, every night our dreaming mind is like our soul talking to us, sending us messages. But the reason we don't bother working with them is that we don't understand them. And there's a very simple reason we don't understand them is that dreams come from a different state of consciousness. They have a different language and we need to learn that language. And the language is very simple. I'd like everyone listening to remember they're studying a poem in their English literature classes or their literature classes and you were taught symbolism, metaphor, puns, pathetic fallacy, all these things, figurative language. That's how your dreaming mind speaks to you. The language of the unconscious is the language of symbolism and metaphor. And you need to learn what your personal symbols are. Because your dreaming mind is actually a bit of a frustrated artist. It's a visionary, a poet. It wants to paint pictures for you. It wants to give you poems. It wants to give you drama. It doesn't want to just, it, it can't speak in the language of logic and reason. And it doesn't say it like it is. It will look at the hidden undertones and what lies beneath. And then it wants you to be a detective on your own life and to work out the meaning because it knows that every time you do that and you work out these messages from your unconscious, you are growing as a human being. You are evolving. And I don't know why we're here on this universe, but I truly believe that one of the major reasons is to learn and grow. And dreams are there to help you. Every single dream you have is a message from your higher, your greater self, your unconscious, showing you the way forward, what you need to face, understand, integrate, learn and grow to evolve. So so when you say dream decoding, first step in kind of dipping your toe into this process would essentially be to, as you're waking up, make sure that there is pen and paper next to your bed and write down everything that you can remember from what you were just dreaming. Absolutely. And make that a practice to then eventually see the patterns and the themes that kind of run through it to then try to slowly translate and the interpretation of what your dream is trying to explain, your dreams are trying to explain to you. I mean, what I do suggest is having, you know, a lot of us keep diaries and have one side of your diary, your waking life, and then have the other side for your nightlife. And what you will find over time is that your nightlife is commenting in its way on everything that's happening in your life and trying to offer you tips and hints and clues. It really is fascinating, but you've got to do it for several weeks because people make the mistake of having one dream and getting obsessed with that one dream. But as I always say, your dreaming mind is a bit like Netflix, a Netflix series. It runs and runs. 
<laughs> and it, you know, one dream is not often not enough. It wants to continue. The, it's an ongoing drama because you are an ongoing drama. Your life is an ongoing journey, and your dreaming mind will one dream will comment on another dream, and you've got to look at it over the long term. And it's really interesting. I mean, I've kept dream diaries, you know, from the age of about nine, eight, nine, I think. And I look back and it's really interesting. And I also think all these ideas that my dreaming mind has given to me, it doesn't surprise me at all that Inception, for example, was a dream. Christopher Nolan had a dream that, you know, a lot of movies and great literature and art, Salvador Dali, he calls his art photographs of a dream music as well. You know, Paul McCartney's Yesterday, was it, well, he heard it in a dream, that your dreaming mind is constantly throwing you these amazing brainstorming sessions. And I'll tell you why it does that, because in your waking life, logic and reason just shut down these connections that you can make in the dream state. Because in the dream state, the only thing missing is logic and reason. Therefore, you can connect two things or more things in your life that you never would dream of doing when you're awake, because you'd say that's nonsense. Your ego, your reason and your logic would shut it all down. And it is the ultimate creativity hack, actually, the dreaming mind. It really is. And it's interesting, actually, I was reading in the, the papers a couple of months ago that on the set of Power of the Dog, for example, Jane Campion had a dream decoder to help Benedict Cumberbatch inhabit the shadow side of his role. They did dream work on set that Xbox, the next generation, uh, they're using the dreams of their gamers to power, to, to inspire um, the new generation of gaming content. Really interesting that, you know, and if you look at some games like Skyrim, et cetera, they are dreams reimagined. I mean, really, and I could even go to, to like scientific inventions. Einstein was a very vivid dreamer. The theory of relativity, a dream, the speed of light theory, other scientific th things like the periodic table, you know, the, the structure of DNA, they started in a dream. A dream connection was made and then the person woke up and thought, oh, my goodness, this could work and went away to do it. And I always talk about Larry Page and Google. He dreamt the possibility of Google because in his waking life, he couldn't conceive of something so incredible that everything's downloaded on one page. He then left Stanford and two or three years later, co-launched co Google. So you could say a dream because Google, as I say, has kind of changed the world. A dream has changed the world. Well, how can we harness it then? So, I mean, a lot of us do wake up in the morning and we don't remember our dreams at all. I find that the times in which I remember my dream is when I'm kind of in that lucid dreaming state. It's that in between asleep and awake when, you know, usually it's like in the early mornings if I wake up before I'm supposed to and kind of fall back into like a, I, I don't know what in the REM cycle it is, but it's a uh, but it's in that in-between stage. That's kind of when I feel I am most in my dream, if that makes sense. What are those different dream levels? Is that what they would maybe be called <laughs> based off of like awake and asleep? Well, I mean, we tend to have a most dream recall when we wake up in the morning because we're coming out of REM sleep. That's rapid eye movement sleep, which is when most, not all, dreaming occurs. The dreams we have earlier in the night when we're in very deep stages of sleep, we don't tend to recall as much. So when you wake up early in the morning, that's when dreams are most clearly on your mind. But you say that sometimes you don't recall. And that is very, very common. And it does break my heart because I'm kind of on a mission to get everybody to recall their dreams because it's such such a high. It really is. When you, when you get it, it's so exciting. Your, your life just gets another dimension. And one of the reasons is that if your attitude in your waking life is that dreams are nonsense they don't matter and if you're not thinking about the possibility of a dreaming mind your dreaming mind isn't going to reward you like anything in life where your attention goes so I, I hope everybody listening to this episode they're going to wake up with vivid dreams on their mind simply because in their day you've given them a moment to pause and think well what was the last dream I had your dreaming mind is starving for attention it's like a friend that's been texting you every day <laughs> And you've been ignoring it or saying, oh, they're nonsense or not valuing it. If you just value your dreaming mind, give it a bit of attention and love. Because remember, it's an aspect of yourself. It's a very, but basically it's your inner world expressing itself to you. Now, a lot of people don't like that because a lot of people have nightmares, but nightmares are so healthy. They are a gift. They are a gift. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. And we're back. 
how do we decode a dream? I guess that because if you can just be like, for, for instance, there was a period of time and still every once in a while, like alligators. Alligators are my animal that come to me in my dream for years, ever since I was a little kid. I grew up in Florida. So if we want to throw the logic card out, it's like I grew up going to a theme park called Gatorland. You know, I grew up on a lake. We had to be weary of gators. But for years and years and years, alligators were always like peaceful in my dreams. I would always be floating down a river filled with alligators who, even though my heart would be beating very fast, they would all just be swimming around me. And I would finally calm down and realize they're here to protect me. They're not here to hurt me. Now, in adulthood, for some reason, the alligators are not peaceful and they're all trying to hurt me whenever they do come into my dreams. And so I can easily jump on, say, Google made from dreams um, and, tr- and ask Google, like, why are there alligators in my dreams? And they can be kind of generic answers. How do we truly start decoding the meanings of, of animals or people or events in a dream in a more meaningful way. So it doesn't just feel like, you know, some sort of animal, you know, spiritual representation that's something that's more deeper and it's not just a nightmare. It is some, you know, something that is trying to speak to you. Oh, there's so much there. First of all, I talk about, I try and sort of do a mini interpretation of that. And then I'll give some tips about how to do it. I mean, I love this. I mean, I watched June, you know, you can tell I'm a movie buff. Dreams are messages from the deep. And, you know, uh, the alligator underwater is all the unconscious. And when you're young and, 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 and spontaneous and playful as a child and trusting and you have that ability to suspend disbelief, no wonder the alligators were happy because you were basically swimming with the unconscious. You were connected to your inner world, your creative world. However, as we get older and fear and all the pressures of life come, it's now getting a bit frightened, for you, frightening for you to reconnect to that part of yourself because there are parts of it you don't like. And there are parts of all of us that we don't like because we have toxic potential within all of us you know like day and there's there's day and there's night within every human being there is the potential for good and there is potential for bad and we're often frightened of that potential for bad but that's where the nightmare comes in because it introduces you to your shadow this is deep Jungian (laughs) psychoanalysis here it introduces you to your shadow so that you can actually start loving it and realizing it's a part of yourself That's what it wants. That alligator wants your attention again. It doesn't want you to be frightened of it because some of the things it will introduce to you, you two, jealousy, hatred, toxic feelings, you won't like, but it's a part of the human experience. And real strength of character is then when you wake up knowing you have that toxic potential within you because you faced it in a dream, but then choosing not to express it. That's a true strong person, not denying or repressing it or pretending it's not there and that you're all sunny and positive all the time. That's not real. It's knowing, oh my goodness, I, I, I could do bad things, but I'm not going to because I have choice. And your dreams are constantly showing you that. They're trying to help you see all aspects of your character so that you can overcome it and become stronger. So that's that's your dream. But basic dream decoding tips is I suggest if people wake up with a dream, yeah, going online is great. We all do it. I do it as well. Even though I've written so many books about dreams, I still go on it and to get other interpretations. But the best thing is to choose one or two symbols, not the whole dream, because there's often so many details. Just choose the ones that really stood out and then brainstorm around them with your own personal associations. Because what you get in a book, I'm doing myself a disservice here, is common and universal symbols right? You're not going to get the personal association. I always say, I love dogs. I have a dog who's my sole dog. I love them. So when a dog appears in my dream, it's a symbol of unconditional love and loyalty. But if you're frightened of dogs, if you were bitten by a dog, if you're scared of them, if a dog appears in your dreams, it's going to have exactly the opposite meaning. You must go for your own personal associations. As I say, your dreaming mind is trying to get you to think about who you are and what your opinions are, not someone else's. It really wants you to be the unique and precious miracle of DNA that you are. 
and to form your own opinion. So brainstorm around these opinion, around these symbols. If you want to Google, this can help kickstart your interpretation because when you're new to thinking symbolically, we have lost that ability to look beneath the surface over time as we've got more sophisticated. I mean, ancient man had this ability to see life symbolically that we kind of lost. So, you know, going online, Googling and whatever, or dream dictionaries like I write are really good for kickstarting this symbolic soulful way of looking at life. But then you'll soon get it. You know, cats are mystery, dogs loyalty, you know, if it's raining in your dreams, sorrow, you know, tears, etc. You start thinking in that way. Once you get it, and that's what my books are, they're trying to help you get it. Then the magic starts because you start applying your, yeah, but this is what this means to me. I feel that people always remember if you ask someone about their dreams, it's usually a a recurring dream, one that they have all the time that they remember. It's a terrible nightmare that isn't, you know, it's a a nightmare that is just frightened them that sticks with them for a long time. Or it is a very steamy, hot sex dream. I feel like those are the ones (laughs) that most people remember. What what are what, you know, specifically, is there like a deeper symbolism for a sex dream? Is it depending on the partner? Is it the act? What is the... Well, I mean, you you mentioned, what did you mention? Recurring and nightmares. Recurring, nightmares. It's like fear, pleasure and repetition, I guess. (laughs) Well, recurring is basically when your dreamy mind is trying to get a message to you, right? And you're not getting it. Because as soon as you get the message that your dream is trying to tell you, you won't have it again. It's it's repeating a theme saying, I've got to keep, it's like a teacher saying, do it again. You've not, you've not got it right. Repeat, repeat. And it's trying to get you in your wake. Because when you change something in your waking life, and that could be an attitude or an action, and your dreaming mind thinks, she's got it. She's got the message of the dream. You won't have it again. So it's basically the dreaming mind really getting fed up and thinking, okay, until you start evolving, I'm going to send you the same old thing so that, you know, you're going to want to change. You're going to want to work this out. Same with nightmares. This is when your dreaming mind is starting to get a bit rattled. It's tough love. It is going to use graphic, shocking, fearful images because it knows the chances of you recalling and doing something about them are far stronger. So if you can think of your nightmares as tough love, that the dreaming mind is trying to get a really important message across and it's having to resort to shock tactics to do so because you're not getting it. It's tried the, the, the rainbows and butterflies images and you dancing in a field in your dreams. It's not working. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to send you vampires and, <laughs> and monsters <laughs> and serial killers in your dreams because you've got to work out what it's trying to say. And as soon as you work out what it's trying to say, <laughs> then the nightmares will ease and the recurring dreams will ease. And how will you know when you've interpreted a dream correctly, I'll tell you how you know. You just get that light bulb moment. It's like a moment of illumination. Something just goes off in your brain and you think, I get it. And then the sex dreams. Well, actually, during lockdown, I was inundated by requests from for media because everybody seemed to be having these rampant sex dreams, <laughs> cheating and affairs. And people in, in, in committed couples were having them and thinking, to, you know, that scene in Friends when I think one of the characters has, has dreamt of having oh, sex with yeah, another with character. The, yes, and really then can't face them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, but basically what it was, it was, first of all, your dream mind actually wanted to give you a bit of fun <laughs> and role play so that you don't hurt people in waking life. Mm-hmm. You know, human beings are curious beings right? There's nothing wrong with that. But obviously in our waking life, we can't go around cheating and sleeping around. It's not, it's going to hurt people, including ourselves, but we can do it. That's the wonder of the dreaming world. You can do it without hurting anyone. It's fantastic. So I'm saying if you are having those dreams, enjoy them. Nothing to feel guilty about, but do bear in mind that the people you sleep with in your dreams, whether they're celebrities or people you know, or strangers, they are actually aspects of yourself that you need to integrate. So you're really actually having sex with yourself in your dreams. If you understand, um, you, so something about the person you're sleeping with in your dreams is something that your dreaming mind says, look, you need to integrate this in your personality or you need to deal with it because it's an aspect of you. So think about what that person represents to you. Because you may find yourself sleeping in a dream with, with someone you, ha- you don't fancy at all and thinking, well, what's that about? Maybe that person's got a great sense of humor. And you tend to be a bit serious. What your dreaming mind saying, come on, lighten up. 
make it a part of you. You are dreaming about aspects of yourself. That's another big dream interpretation tip. The great majority, not all, there are always exceptions. And there is a 1% of extraordinary paranormal dreams, which I believe are an exception. And I've done a lot of research in that. But 99% of our dreams, we are actually dreaming about aspects of our own personality. When I say Inception got that right, that scene in the movie where everybody stops and looks at the main character when he's in the dream is so accurate because the whole dream is you symbolically represented. Make better choices in your waking life because your waking life and your dreaming life are one. You are connected. Your dreaming mind's commenting all the time on your present moment. How do we harness our dreams to... to then be able to make better choices in our daily waking life? Or or do you believe that dreams can inspire, you know, basically the art of attraction in our in our waking life? Like, can we use our dreams to get what we want when we're awake? Actually, there's, I mean, there's a lot of talk about manifesting at the moment. And uh, I, I've actually found actually this last year, uh, dreaming about what you want actually is an ultimate way to manifest and raise your vibration. Because if your dreaming mind believes it, you know, you're kind of like, it's easier to believe it in your waking life. I actually spoke to a former Powerball lottery winner, who had a precognitive dream that he was going to win it. And he woke up and he actually believed he'd won it. And then he did. I mean, and I'm not saying that that, that that would happen to everyone. I mean, actually dreaming of winning the lottery is quite rare. But I do actually think it's a sign that if you dream, say that you really want something to happen and you dream it, I think you are moving yourself closer to it because you are raising your vibration to be in a, in alignment with what you want in your waking life. Cause there is this school of thought that if you, you know, you believe and expect good things to happen to you, you open yourself up to these good things. It's the law of attraction I'm talking about here. And I, I think maybe dreams could actually, you know, so incubating a dream saying, I want to dream that I'm happy, healthy, in love or whatever you want. And you can influence your dreams by the intentions you set before you go to bed by going to bed with an attitude of gratitude and excitement and saying, come on, dreaming mind, thrill me. <laughs> and then in the morning, whatever dream image you've had, even if it's ones that you're not comfortable with, writing it down, saying thank you to your dreaming mind. What can I learn from this? And then carrying that through in the day and thinking about your dreams. Well, and it sounds like what you're saying is the most important thing is to pay attention and that it, and and now that we're kind of reemerging back into the world in this, you know, new COVID world, that it's so easy to slip back out of paying attention to what our kind of inner dialogue and inner psyche is is trying to tell us, not just when we're awake, but specifically when we're sleeping. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
And we're back. You know, obviously, you kind of just touched on it that so many people experience not only just the loss of of really important moments or jobs or just huge life changes over the last couple of years, but also loss of loved ones. Another big part of dreaming is just that people have loved ones that they've lost visit them in their dreams. What do you usually tell the people that you're working with who come to you wanting to understand those visitations more? Well, first of all, I draw their attention to research, which shows that people who have dreams of departed loved ones tend actually to deal better with the grieving process because what these dreams show is that death ends a life, not a relationship. Because when you've lost someone, and I'm sure everybody listening, you know, has lost someone or will do at some point, you know that a part of them hasn't died. It's very difficult to describe, but you know that you sense them around you. And you actually don't want to just, you know, the old grief model of get on with it, move on. You can't. You don't want to. You want them to be a part of you and to forever live on in your heart. And having a dream about them shows them shows you that they are alive somewhere, somehow, within you or all around you. And it can be the most healing experience. People often say to me, well, if it happens, doesn't it actually make it worse that when you wake up, you realize it's a dream and it's so disappointing? Absolutely the opposite. It gives people a feeling that they have their loved one like a guardian angel always with them. And that whenever they want, when they close their eyes, because daydreaming is a dreaming state too, and visualize that person, that person is alive within them somehow in spirit. You know, that, that's kind of the upbringing I, I was brought up, you know, you know, spiritualist belief that, you know, that the, the soul survives bodily death. I don't know the truth about that. It's just a beautiful thing. All I know is that, you know, I've lost many people I care about and talking to them in my dreams and in my memories is brings them alive. Because they say people die twice, don't they? The first time when they die and the second time when nobody remembers or or thinks about them anymore. So, you know, if you have a dream like that, just take it as an afterlife sign, maybe. I don't know the answers, depending on your belief. But it again, death ends a life, not a relationship. You can continue a relationship with someone who has departed. You know, the lockdown dream phenomenon was real. There's so much research about it. It was the dreaming mind just doing what it does best, which is trying to help us overcome emotional traumas and difficulties. And I truly pray as we move away from the lockdowns and the pandemic now, which is a positive thing, that we don't lose that really strong soul connection that a lot of people had and they found that, you know, when the world just stopped, of course, dreams came to the fore. You know, of course, we were more conscious of uh, of, of nature and who we are. We, we really all thought about what truly matters in our lives as never before. I hope we don't lose that and go back to before. I don't think we will. I think we do. Ha- we have we will shift. What would be considered dream inhibitors? I'm assuming technology maybe numbs us to just the simple act of daydreaming, which I also assume helps us nightdream as well. It depends on the individual because there are many studies to show that the most vivid lucid dreamers, now lucid dreaming is knowing when you're dreaming, when you're dreaming, that's the holy grail of dreaming, by the way, it's, it's, it's incredible. You know, people game a lot. Yeah, they are, there are many studies on, on lucid dreaming and gaming. The gaming community are big dreamers, I'm telling you. So that that kind of de- defies that old screens are bad for you. It depends. I wouldn't recommend screen time just before you go to bed, simply because it will stop you sleeping well. I mean, it's more about my not impact on dreaming, because I actually think that, that things that you watch give your brain food, like gaming content, movies, films, because movies and films often are highly symbolic and spiritual. You know, the greatest movies are, and that's why they are have such longevity, because they have an underlying, there's a message beneath the story that's deeper. And your dreaming mind just hones in on that and loves it, because, you know, if you think in, in your day, your dreaming mind is constantly observing what you're doing, and it uses things from your waking life to think, ah, oh, I can bring that into their unconscious at night to tell them something. So feed your mind 
with movie, with game, with books, with literature, with art, with poetry, feed your mind. The only thing with screen time, of course, like anything in life, moderation is key. And, and maybe an hour before bed, avoid because you won't sleep as well because you need to calm down and release all the hormones that, you know, give you a good night's sleep. And, and looking at your phone, it's the light from the phone. I know one of these days I'm going to stop looking at my phone right before bed. One of these days. Do you feel that we, that everybody can be a lucid dreamer? Do you feel that this is a skill we can hone or is this a gift? It's, it's not a gift. It's, tr- it's something that we all have. We just need to, to remember how to do it. Most of us have had at least one experience as a child when that happened. As I say, children are so closer to their unconscious, their, their inner world, and, uh, you know, and they don't question it. Trouble is, when we get older, we question. But yes, well, you, you're, you're having a dream. And then suddenly, you know, you see, you start flying in your dream, and you suddenly think, wait a minute, I can't fly, you know, with my arms, I'm in a dream. And most of us then, when we realize we're dreaming, we get so excited, we wake up. What you can train to do is to stay calm and actually then use that state to role play and say, okay, I want something amazing to happen in my life. I'm now going to make, the dream's going to make it happen. Or I'm just going to see what my dreaming mind has got to tell me. I'm going to talk and interact. I'm going to fly to space. I'm going to be whoever I want to be. It's the, as I say, it's it's the ultimate high. Lucid dreaming is 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 just beyond exciting when it happens. You can do, you can be or do anything. It's infinite possibility. Um, and uh, everyone can do it, but it, it don't force it. There are lots of techniques to try and trigger the lucid dream state, you know, like we waking yourself up in the middle of the night, going back to sleep and all that, and, and mnemonics and all these things. I wouldn't recommend that. I think the best way to trigger a lucid dream is, first of all, get a good night's sleep. Secondly, fall in love with your dreams. Thirdly, record your dreams and start thinking about them more. And then what will happen it just, you will find that once a month or so, you will get into the lucid dream state. And when you do, don't panic, enjoy. Role play, manifest like crazy. And then see, you know, in your waking life, if if maybe the ideas that you found in the dream and the the confidence that you've got has a knock-on effect in your waking life, and it will. Also, vitamin B6 is very good for dream recall. I must say that. It's a very practical thing, not getting enough vitamin B in your diet. There's been studies to show that not enough vitamin B can limit dream recall. And if you're not recording your dreams, remember you are dreaming. You're just not remembering them. Everybody dreams at least five or six times a night. Brain scans show that. We just don't recall them. I'm interested to know on the scientific side that obviously there is this idea of like women's intuition. Do you feel, you know, I think that obviously anyone who has a uterus and a monthly cycle, you know, we can connect ourselves to the moon and to the currents and the oceans. And and it's wild, especially after having two babies. I It's just been I feel like I've just really had a whole other appreciation for the power of uh of the uterus and and also just how insane that even our cycles can connect to the moon cycles. Do you feel that if you are on your cycle, your monthly cycle, that you can be connected to different levels of intuition or even intuitive dreaming in a different way? Or no, is that just a completely different thing that has nothing to do with dreaming? Well, you're more connected to, you know, the, the, the lunar cycles match the menstrual cycles, don't they? Beautifully, you know, the 28, 29 day cycle. Yeah, yes, you know, it is. Uh, if you are aware of it, and as I say, you're mentioning that you feel more intuitive there. And of course it is, you know, you're part of this, the earth, it's creativity, it's life. If you're thinking in this way, of course, it's going to impact your dreams. But if you've got two young kids, I can imagine that just getting asleep is probably your priority. Oh, yeah. No, I don't sleep at all. So that's the other thing is like whenever <laughs> whenever I do sleep, I, I like the idea. I, and I will again. I, you know, once children get a little older, you, you are able to sleep throughout the night. So once I'm back there, you know, I will be much better about paying attention to my dreams. I hope you talk to your kids about their dreams because the creativity that it can give them because it will remind them that they are creative beings as well. And the dream state, your ultimate, your creativity unchained, unleashed. 
I love As I say, that. because logic and reason have gone. I didn't even think about and that. And it's only in that state, it's only in that state that you can make leaps. And that's, I say, why dreams have been behind so much creativity in the world, because it's only in that state that you can make those leaps. You can't do it when you're awake often because there's too many limitations. And that's why, you know, dream incubation is good if you have a problem. You know, the old advice, sleep on it. It's actually dream on it that you're doing. Your dreaming mind is is working on this because, you know, when sometimes you wake up and you think, I get it. And that's because you've had a dream. You may not recall it that has helped you move forward and, and come to a solution. Because even if you can't recall your dreams, they are doing their work. They are night workers. They work every night to try and help and heal you and make you whole. They are your best friend. And we all want in life someone who's always there for us and always tells us the truth. Really, your dreams always, your dreams don't lie ever. So, you know, we all want someone in life like that who's got our back and our dreaming mind has. And if only we could just realize that it, the dreaming mind is our best friend, it, it, it will just change. It will change everything. Teresa Chung, it is so lovely sitting down with you. I'm so excited for your new book, How to Catch a Dream, 21 Ways to Dream and Live Bigger and Better. Um, you, your p- podcast is fantastic. Everyone, please go check out Teresa's podcast, White Shores with Teresa Chung. Also, where can our listeners follow you on social media? Oh, thank you. I've got a page on Facebook, The Teresa Chung on Instagram, and I'm also on Twitter. Thank you so much. I think it's time that I do start writing down my dreams at night. I'm not, I, I cannot commit to meditating. I don't think I can even commit to like daily journaling at this point. I can barely commit to free writing, but I do want to start paying attention to what I'm dreaming about at night. And I love the idea. I really am going to start saying that, that I'm going to dream on it. I'm not going to sleep on it. I'm going to dream on it because uh, I think we all need a little bit more of that in this world. I hope that you all have a wonderful dream tonight. I hope it is fantastic. I hope that you wake up and you learn something more about yourselves or about what you want in life after realizing what your dream is trying to tell you. Teresa, thank you so much for your time today. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will have an all new episode of Directionally Challenged waiting for you next week. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Produced by Melissa D. Mons. Edited by Diane King. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with ACAST.